Hello. Hello. Awesome. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's do this. Hyperspace. <laughs> Hyperspeed. No, wait a minute. It's got to be your bowl. Welcome to I Real am- Nerds. I am Ryan. <laughs> to my right is the always awesome. Oh, James. And Brad isn't here because he is really sick, and we didn't want to inf- him to infect us with the zombie plague. Man, when he comes back, it's going to be awesome. It is. I mean, he, he was... All this buildup. It was. He was telling me he misses the show, and that he misses talking about I mean, it. You know, he could, li- he could listen to it. He, he does listen to it. <laughs> Actually, he said something um, really kind of funny. He asked me if we... Because me and you haven't put in commercials the last two weeks. Yeah. So he's asked me if there's a space in the middle where there's a commercial. And I said, no, we go straight through. He said, oh, good, because I don't like to spoil it. I put in the music at the beginning, and I put it at the end, and then I upload it, and I listen to it when I drive to work. <laughs> so that's kind of oh, cool, cool that yeah. uh, we've, we've enriched somebody's life. Yeah, I, also, I got a pretty good compliment on it, too. A um, friend of mine said, wow, James, this podcast is really cool. It's kind of like listening to you talk about stuff, but without the obnoxious having to spend time with you thing. <laughs> So <laughs> that's uh, a compliment with a backhand. It was. Attitude. It was pretty. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? This week we saw a movie that our five fans that voted on it uh, asked us to did see. They, did they really? Did they really vote? Yeah. Well, you know, and it's it's funny because the, the I I, did, I never actually saw the poll, so I don't think I I never voted. But uh, I do know, unless I'm mistaken, the, the the poll that went up was a list of three movies, two of which didn't come out this week. I know. Right? I, I messed that up. I don't know how. I yeah, I, up. yeah. We just didn't. More paying we attention. Just didn't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, everybody picked us to see thirty minutes of less. Thirty minutes or less. Oh, cool. So yeah. So please stay tuned for our first fan picked movie yeah. that we saw. Yeah. And but before we do that, we should really talk about some. Real news. <laughs> cool. I, you know, I there wasn't a big uh, news week, per se. No. But one of the things that actually caught my eye that I thought was really kind of disappointing was I read, and this could not be the actual uh, plot for the movie, but I'm a big fan of World War Z, the book. Oh, yeah. I didn't read about this. And I was... And, and if, for those who have not read the book, you should really pick it up. It's really good. Uh, but what it is, it's basically a UN guy goes around the world and interviews people on how they survive the zombie apocalypse. So the apocalypse is basically over. But he's going back and he's interviewing people, how they survived. Everybody has their own stories. And there's some really powerful moments in it. Actually, the book is so good that my wife loves the book. And... For her to love a genre book is pretty big because she loves reading those women in power books and books like that. But she does love genre. So, you know. Yeah, she does. It's she, more that she doesn't – she wouldn't necessarily pick up a book like that. But but now that she has me and I've already owned it, she, she'll yeah. pick it up. and Yeah, so I was reading that instead of him kind of going around and interviewing people about what happened, it's him trying to save the world. From no. so it's just another zombie movie. So it's like a yeah, like an action movie, and it's going to be rated PG thirteen. Oh, and that that's kind of a bummer, you know, because they're so worried. I wish studios would get past this. Movies that are rated R won't do well. Yeah, because it has nothing to do with the rating; it has everything to do with the quality. Exactly, because they're putting one hundred fifty million dollars in this movie, which is a lot for a zombie yeah. movie. Yeah, then you I might mean, as well make it make it R and make people enjoy it. Exactly. Not. So. I think they want to get more people into it, but 
I mean, the Matrix movies are rated R, and yeah. I mean, they grossed billions of dollars worldwide, so... Yeah. Now, the Matrix movies are, uh, they're rated R mostly for, uh, language and, you know, the violence, but the violence is wire foo, you know... The viol- exactly. If, if that movie, if they didn't swear in the Mat- in the first Matrix, I don't think that movie would be rated R. The sequels have got, like... You know, glimpses of nudity and sexual. Do they really? I don't even remember. I haven't. Well, yeah, in the Zion orgy scene, there's a lot of you know. I was 14 when that movie came out, so I remember it pretty well. I there's a lot of like transparent shirts, and and I think I've watched them when they came out on DVD. I haven't watched them since. Yeah. Well, so was it uh, seven years ago? Basically, I'm guessing. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I don't even know. I'm guessing 2004. Yeah, 2003, 2004, probably something like that. Anyways, you know, it really disappointed me because I thought they had an opportunity to make a really interesting zombie movie because yeah. zombie movies, I love them, but all of them tell the story of the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, they never tell the story of the end, which, I, I mean, I enjoy the survival aspect, like the Walking Dead uh, comic book. I enjoy that part where you're living every moment with these people. Right. Um, but I think it'd be cool to see a movie where it's actually... It takes place in a world where zombies have occurred and exactly. then they're over. Sort of like... Sort of like a movie that takes place at the end of 28 Days Later. Exactly. That's why I really enjoyed... Well, I guess they made that movie, but they kind of caught that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I really enjoyed the book, because the book was a different style. I mean, it, it still dealt with the... Because they're telling the story, so it's in flashback, so you still get the right. zombie yeah. part of it, but you don't... But you know that they've fixed it. They fixed it, I'm quoting. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's a bummer. It could not be a real plot thing. They they haven't released the plot right. officially, and all they. But have I think to, they've released photos, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, that's, that's just the only thing that they have. Like, and it looked like sort of a you know actiony movie, but you know that could be flashbacks or yeah, something. Yeah, and you know I I hope that I mean Brad Pitt's and I like Brad Pitt. Yeah. So and he does his genre movies. He usually stays pretty close to him uh, movies he produces, and he's producing this one. You know he he does a pretty good job with yeah. that. So. I understand if they want to make it a little more accessible to people. Yeah. But I think they really missed an opportunity to tell a story no one's seen before. Yeah. And and we, and we don't know for sure that it's not... I mean, to me, my first reaction to that plot, or to the plot of the book is, well, that doesn't really work that well as a movie. Like, no, yeah, yeah, it's you hard. Know, you don't want, you don't want a, a movie that's just about this yeah. guy interviewing some somebody. I think it would be more interesting to take an angle of, like, well, it's in a post-zombie world where... There's some, you know, he's trying to figure something out. It's that now it becomes like the Pelican Brief only with dead zombies. Yeah, you, you know, know, something like that. I agree. I, so that would be cool. When I read the book and I read that they were making a movie on it, I got excited, but then I also got apprehensive. Like, how are they going to make a movie out of this? Because exactly, not that. I mean, because some books it just doesn't translate well, you know. Because yeah. the book is, I think, is one of, is the best zombie book ever. So to have it, I, I don't know. I'll still see the movie and I'll be excited oh, yeah. to see it. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's just a, it's it's one thing to change the book to make it a better movie. It's another thing to just sort of take the title and then be like, well, we're just gonna make another zombie. Exactly, because they could even take chapters in the book and just make it a movie because you know he's the people are telling him what's happening. Yeah. So if he's going around and living, because he's basically living people's experiences. Right. So you could have that in the movie. Yeah. And it, I think if unless it's changed, it was the movie was written by J. Michael Straczynski. So really. I'm not entirely sure that that, that I that I am yeah. somebody who thinks that's a good thing or not. The, the thing, uh, being a Spider-Man fan, uh, I liked what JMS did, and some of what's some of his Spider-Man stories were pretty interesting. But then the other times he would tell stories. It's just so stupid that it just it, I guess stupid is the wrong word that are just not. 
I don't know. It just he has so many grand ideas, and sometimes it falls on its face. Like uh, he changed how Spider-Man was perceived. That maybe Spider-Man wasn't accidentally bit by a spider. Maybe he was part of the Spider People, and this guy named Ezekiel came and he was talking to Spider-Man. He had same spider powers, and so I mean, it was an interesting premise. And then it just what with happened with his Superman, which I haven't read. Yeah. But what I've read about it is his plans are so big they kind of collapse on themselves. Yeah, that was a shame because you know I was never really a Babylon Five guy, but uh, when I heard what he was doing with you know Spider Man walks the earth or whatever it's called, um, I thought like that that sounds like a cool or Superman. I'm sorry, Superman walks the earth and. I thought that was a cool idea of like, oh, he's going to go to these little towns and he's just going to help normal people, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, he's this sort of god character who can do anything, but he's going to be solving regular people problems. And I thought, that, oh, that's going to be cool. And then to hear just people hate on that book. Well, he got fired off the book. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe five issues in, I think. Yeah. Well, and then now they're rebooting everything, so it's like, Yeah, typical um, DC. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, that was my big news thing that I read that I, I was kind of... Uh, yeah, I, I, but I, it could be the movie comes out and it's an amazing zombie exactly. movie so, you know, and it's one more for the shelf. It's just a shame that you know there there was a different way. It was a it, it could have been a different view on zombies and exactly. Like so I'll still give it the benefit of the doubt and you know even PG thirteen they're able to get away with more now. So as long as the movie's good and the the characters are developed like they are in the book and yeah. you know I just, as long as the movie's good, I'll still see it, and I hope it's good. Yeah. And I'm not such a big fanboy, and I've said this before, you know, even with Spider-Man and Organic Webs, they still made a good Spider-Man movie, yeah. so that's not going to hold it back. So if they still make a good movie based on what they've written, then sure, I'll take it, and I'll take it for what it is. And the truth is that uh, if they can get away with, on The Walking Dead, what they get away with on The Walking Dead, then they can probably get away for it with some pretty good zombie moments exactly. in, in a PG-13 movie as long as they don't swear too much which is not a big deal and especially since it's it's a Brad Pitt movie it's a big budget film They'll probably the be, MPAA will, yeah. will give it a Isn't lot so of leeway funny? yeah it's because funny's it's, not the right word but yeah but you know what I mean it's because yeah. it's Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt has so much money invested it, in it disgusting and, is what it is exactly but, um, you know anyway. that's a one uh, a little off topic and I mean that's it for my walking uh, I mean World War Z you know that this film is not yet rated. That always yeah. made me laugh. You know, I didn't really care for the movie too much, but what I did like about the movie is his movie was, he wanted it rated NC-17 and they gave it to him and they wouldn't tell him exactly why it was rated NC-17. Yeah. Even when you watch it. But when a producer calls call, calls them up, the producer or the production company like Paramount says, yeah. you know, why is it rated this? They'll tell him exactly what it is exactly. because those people have money. So it's pretty interesting. And yeah. so, yeah. So, yeah, that's I not hope. a. It's not an amazing documentary, but it's a, a very honest to look at the MPAA and makes you hate the MPAA for sure. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that was my big news, and that's all I really had to say about that. I just, I just hope it it works out. All I right. guess is. Well, the truth is, it's a really good lead into what is now becoming a, a very unfortunate um, segment in our podcast, which is what is AMC fucking up this week? Hey, you want to put your show on AMC? <laughs> good luck. Oh rock. man, you know it's. It's unfortunate because, yeah, a year ago, AMC was like, their reputation was, this is a channel that makes really good drama and focuses on making really good drama. Well, the um, name, the full name of AMC is American Movie Classics. Yeah. So, you know, they're focusing on high quality things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though they Especially show. since they, like, they, they used to be part of a bigger group and spun off a while ago. And that's sort of when they started 
making their own stuff and anyway now they now they have a reputation for you know being cheap beating up their well not even the cheapness <laughs> like they don't have a lot of money it's more for beating up their their showrunners because it's we don't know this is true entirely but it, it seems like it's very plausible that they fired Frank Darabont from The Walking Dead uh, because he was not okay with the fact that they were asking him to make 13 episodes with less money than they made the six episodes of last season for. And if I was Frank Darabont, I'd probably be mad about that. Yeah. Uh, and and because, like, there's some other little details like that uh, the guy who was directing one of the early episodes turned in some footage that dire- that Darabont f- thought was unusable and he was trying to fix. Uh, AMC, I guess, asked him to have the, the zombies heard and more unseen than they used to be so that they could save on on makeup costs. Like, just kind of ridiculous stuff. The kind of stuff that actually now makes me very scared about season two. Yeah. Um, it's it's really unfortunate. And, and one of the sleazy things here, or I think the sleaziest thing, is the fact that, uh, you know, they fired him three days after Comic-Con, and he didn't know at Comic-Con that they were going to do that, so it's kind of like they're using him to get the hype up at Comic-Con and then immediately fired him, and then we're sort of, I mean, words have been thrown around, torturing is not the right word, threatening is not the right word, but in order to keep the actors from saying anything about it, um, they were sort of <laughs> entertaining the idea of like, well, you know, this is a zombie show, any of you can die at any time, which is true, but not the right way to treat your actors wow. if if that's really tr- you know it's it's dirty it's really dirty i hope that's really not the case because yeah. i but it sounds really bad to say but i mean what how they treated breaking bad and mad men they need to um who's ever in charge at amc really needs to learn how to manage people and do a better job of creating a creative environment where everybody can thrive yeah because when you start well, doing stuff like that you're also going to run into a problem where people are going to be afraid to do what they want to do yeah. because they might be shot down because they think they're so tough. And if I was a show like The Walking Dead, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, if I had a way off the network, I'd probably take it. The unfortunate thing here is that that's, AMC was that, like especially when The Walking Dead was created. You know, the, the great thing about it was that everybody felt like, oh, this is a place where, yeah, they can just do anything they want. Like you know, I've said in the past that... Uh, Darabont would say that at any time they went to AMC and said we want to do this AMC never said no which is amazing uh, the unfortunate thing is that it all comes out of Matt Weiner asking for 10 million dollars for Mad Men which is probably not unreasonable based on the fact that that, that show wins Emmys every single year and it's uh, less but than it doesn't, a million dollars but it doesn't have, yeah, and yeah and you're right it's not that much but it all comes back to the fact that AMC doesn't have a lot of money AMC doesn't you know um it, it, you know, it, it doesn't have a lot of ratings. People don't really watch it that much. People don't watch Breaking Bad and and, uh, and Mad Men very much. So for them to fork over that much cash for, for a show is, you know, it makes it difficult for them. It does. It's a shame that they can't... Uh, you know, Walking Dead is the, sh- is the show that they should be putting a lot of money in because it's a show where they can make the most. It's, yeah, because I, I read that, I mean, it averages 7 million, 6 to 7 million viewers an episode. Something like that. That's pretty it's, big it's for the, yeah. cable. It's, I, I believe they said that it was the the highest rated pilot for basic cable. Yeah. You know? like the, Or the, that the pilot was the highest rated episode for basic cable. Um, that's a, I don't know. 
It could be that season two comes out and you don't notice it at all, or that there's a couple bad episodes, but it, it's not necessarily that. But um, it's it's a shame. And it I, is. I want AMC to turn around next week. I want to be here talking about how AMC came out and they apologize everything and they they're fixing everything and making it all better. But I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, I won't hold my breath because yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I've just got a couple of little things. Uh, Bruce Willis is going to be in G.I. Joe 2. I saw that. Along with The Rock. That's that, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I <laughs> Though the, the bad thing about that is that I think that that will make that movie a high enough profile movie that they might actually try to make it good, which <laughs> that'll just kill it. I, you know, if there's not, like, s- super underwater submarine boats and all the other crazy shit that was in G.I. Joe 1, I don't, I don't know. It'll still be great, either way. <laughs> uh, and have you, I know you're a Brian Michael Bendis fan, but have you ever read Powers? No. Oh, okay. Well, I've read the first trade, which is The Death of Retro Girl, mm-hmm. which is not really spoils, because I it's believe not. the book is called The it Death is. of Retro Girl. Um... And you know they're talking about the show. I'm I'm excited to see it. But. Yeah, you know it's cool that it's on a, a network like Showtime. Oh, is it? <laughs> Showtime? I think it I was Showtime. just thinking I couldn't remember. I think it's um, Showtime, and because then again, you know, you get away with stuff. And I, yeah, I, I guess is what I like now about cable TV is networks like HBO and even Cinemax now has some show coming out on Cinemax. I forget what it's called, but I saw an ad for it. Oh, so wow. it's cool that they're doing that because, I mean, they got to get ways for people to watch because movies won't do it anymore because people have DVD collections like me yeah. where it's not necessary yeah. to watch them on TV. So it's cool that they're starting to bring that kind of content to... Yeah. And Showtime's really doing well, especially considering that HBO is, for the most part, floundering. Um, you know. Well, it's because they spend $120 million on the Game of Thrones. Blah. Yeah, the truth is, the Game of Thrones though was a big success for them. It was, and, yeah, which is a shame because it's garbage. But uh, other than that show, I don't feel like you know. And True Blood does really well, but that show is not very good anymore either. Um, but they, I, I don't think I don't feel like HBO has actually been relevant since the end of Sopranos. Yeah, um, especially now that basic cable is becoming a really popular uh, medium. I know. I was reading an article online that basic cable. I mean cable. TV is being dropped at a record rate in American homes. Really? Yeah. Because well, it's it's probably because it's a whole. It's not easy yet, but it's becoming easier to cut the cut the cable altogether. Exactly. Because and you can with your Netflix with everything else. It's and I was reading an article. Uh, there's the same article, and the head of some studio. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Said I, I, they they predicted it, and now they're trying to think of new ways where they can still produce shows, make money. And not have to worry about people dropping their cable boxes, i.e., Hulu, Netflix, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, so which would be good. The truth is, I don't, you, you know, know I, don't, I I want on-demand television. Yeah, you know, even if it's got commercials in it, that's fine. Exactly. I want to be able to watch what I want to watch when I want. They should do what uh, Twenty Four did in their when Twenty Four their season premiere and their season um, ending and one of the episodes in the middle. They'd always have it sponsored by it could be Ford, with limited commercial interruptions. Oh yeah, and so, so it'd be like you know, it'd be twenty five minutes, and then they'd have a Ford commercial, Ford commercial, and then go back to the show for another thirteen minutes, a Ford commercial, and then it end. Yeah. See, and that's okay because you know, I, if if you can't fast forward through that on on demand, that's okay, because even if the companies, I don't know, if I was a major company had a lot of money. 
whether it be Coke or whatever, and a network came to me and said, hey, you want to sponsor the show for $3 million an episode? I mean, I don't know how much more money they'd get from a whole bunch of individual commercials, mm -hmm. so I would do it. Yeah, and, you know, I loved Hulu, especially when it came out, because, yes, there were commercials in there, but usually it was one, maybe two commercials. Uh, but then at a certain point, I like, I had to stop using it because they got to this place where every commercial break was the same commercial. That's annoying. Every, or or the, a commercial for the same product and, you know, maybe a slightly different to it. But I was seeing the same commercials over and over again, and I just hated it. I, it was worse than watching a real commercial break on television because <laughs> it was just it was horribly obnoxious. Plus, they went back, they, they started doing the thing that they do on real TV, which is one of the worst things that man has ever invented which is they they started turning up the volume on the on the commercials so the commercials were more obnoxious and it was hard to turn the volume down and uh, which is you know one of the like a year ago the government passed a law saying that you couldn't do that anymore they actually passed one of the best things to ever <laughs> pass through the senate like because you know we can't solve anything in, in congress now but everyone was unified on you shouldn't be able to turn up the volume <laughs> on the commercials this is bullshit and yet i haven't i've seen nothing it's still they still do it i don't know i don't know what happened to that maybe it was a joke law you know or it's something no they really can't enforce yeah that that's entirely possible but or they don't care if they pay the fine i don't know uh, what the fine is it's you know, horrible it's absolutely horrible Anyway, so I yeah. couldn't. I stopped using Hulu because yeah. they just made commercials horrible. Cool. Um, so yeah. So there's our weekly fuck you to AMC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. What else uh, you got for me, James? Um, let's talk about Vin Diesel. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> yes, we have to. Why? This is well, we're not just talking about Vin Diesel. We're also talking about Justin Lin, who Justin Lin has directed the last three Fast and Furious movies, mm -hmm. so he started with Tokyo Drift, and then he also directed something else, but... Oh, Annapolis. Oh, but the important thing is he directed the um, the Modern Warfare episode of Community. Do you watch Community? No, I mean to oh, okay. all the time. Well, there's an amazing episode, like... I, anyway, it, it's the paintball episode that everybody talks about. Okay. Just brilliant, awesome episode. Uh... And he's been talking about they're making Fast Six, which is what they're calling it right now. They're not. It's not. It's not the per. It would probably be Six Furious. But <laughs> anyway, uh, or they're calling it the Furious Fast Six Six Six. They they've also called it the Fast Five sequel. Hmm. You know the yeah. sequel to Fast Five, which is the fifth sequel. Anyway, um, uh, but the interesting thing is he said that they have shot. He shot 12 minutes of Fast 6 while shooting Fast 5, finished editing it before Fast 5 was al any already was even done, huh. and it's the end of Fast 6. So the end of the movie is already shot, and they're not even making that movie yet. Yeah. Well, have you seen <laughs> Fast 5? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the I guess because the last scene, you know, at the end of the credits, looks like it's a totally different movie. Yeah. With the, with the rock in... We won't say, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess we won't, it's we'll spoiler. Sp we won't spoil it. It was the worst spoiler. I, totally. I didn't want that character back. I don't want that character in any movie. So, yeah, I mean, just one of my least favorite actors slash actresses ever. Oh, yeah. Um, Look how tough I am. Yeah. You know, right. one of my favorite, least favorite things about the Resident Evil movie, and this is saying a lot. I, actually, I don't mind the first Resident Evil movie. Actually, no, I don't no. mind the series too much. Uh, but is when she... Paul W. Sanderson's such a hack. Like, yep. they, they have... 
they they always show Michelle Rodriguez like she's looking down and then she'll look up slowly. And that's <laughs> happens four times in that movie. It happens. I think she's always doing that. Exactly. That's why she drives me nuts. And she's supposed to be tough. I don't oh, think she's, she's tough. The, no. Well, I think she she probably is tough. I think she's a horrible actress. So it doesn't matter if she's tough. It comes off as just just cheese. I know. And why? I'm not a director, and I don't claim to be one. I understand movies enough that if I was given a script by Paul W. S. Anderson, I could shoot his movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he, well, he is a hack. Don't He's, get me wrong. He visually, he makes his movies look cool. Eh, but, sometimes, but I could still say, hey, I need a movie where people are underground, being chased by something, and oh, uh, Predator, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Four, blah, 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 Event Horizon. Uh, I mean, all his movies deal with people in confined spaces, yeah. being chased by some sort of monster. And he does not... Oh, maybe not The Three Musketeers that's coming out. Which, that's what I was just going to say, is that movie looks like one of the most visually appalling pieces of garbage I know. ever seen. You, you know what's... And I, seeing it in 3D, I think... You know, I think my brain would actually melt inside of my head. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so... I know this is way off topic, but... I mean, that's what I'm saying. Paul W. Sanderson says, Hey, I saw this in a movie one time. Yeah. And I'm going to shoot the exact same scene. Cool. Now I'm going to use really wide angles... And then I'll steal some shots from the Resident Evil games, and I'll put them in my movie, and then fans will go, oh, yay! Yeah. And I don't have a single original idea in my brain. I'd be interested to see how uh, how he edits his movies, if he's involved that much. Because the truth is, his movies are not... Like, the pacing in his movies are fine. Yeah. The acting is, is pretty horrible, but that's because he's married to Mia Jovovich, so she has to be in his movies. Um, yeah. No, he's... Yeah, he's horrible. Um, yeah, so I don't even know how we got on that. Uh, yeah. Oh, Justin Lin, Justin Lin, something about Fast. Yeah, so they're making another Fast and Furious movie, uh, and that is about Vin Diesel, as well as the fact that they are finally making another Riddick movie. But it, they apparently they're acknowledging that Riddick is a horrible, horrible movie, and that this will be basically a sequel to Pitch Black. Oh, that make it that I'll make it better. Yeah. Now, I, that's not saying that it's going to be called Pitchback 2. It'll probably be called, you know... Pitch Blackest. <laughs> well, that would be the third one. That, Pitch it, Blacker would be the second one. Oh, you're right. I'm just playing yeah. on the Fast and Furious yeah, yeah. titles. Yeah. Pitch Black... Five Black. <laughs> that's what it would be. Um, I, I'm actually kind of excited about that. Pitch Black is one of my favorite low-budget horror sci-fi movies. Really? Yeah. I, I think that movie's great. And I was super excited for Chronicles of Riddick. And then I saw it. And there were so many puns in that fucking movie that I could not stand it. That's a big problem with Vin Diesel is they try to make him like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yeah. I've said this in a previous podcast and I'll mm. say it again. There is an art to being able to deliver a one-liner. The yeah. Rock, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis can do it. Vin Diesel cannot. He is not a good enough actor. You cannot... It's not just saying, consider this a divorce. Yeah. You know, you just can't say stuff like that and make it in the same tone and the same cadence as Schwarzenegger. It's funny you say that because I forgot to tell you the, the bad news about the Justin Lin story. The, the good news there being that they're making another Fast and Furious. The bad <laughs> news is that he is in talks uh, to direct Terminator, the next Terminator movie. Yeah, I, I remember reading that a while ago. Some lady bought the rights for the Terminator, like some rich mm -hmm. lady. Yeah. Which, for 25 mil, if I had that much money... They were super cheap because Selvig McGee killed the thing. So, I... Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, but but I, I, after what you just said, it's entirely possible they might put Vin Diesel in a Terminator movie. Uh, <laughs> I still think it'd be cool if they should have ended. I actually, I think I don't mind Terminator Salvation. I think it's a fun movie, but I still think they should have ended it how I thought they should have. Is where they took John Connor's face off, put it on the Terminator, and made. I know you've said it too, and that's why I thought they were going with it. Yeah. And I was saying that, yeah, like halfway through that movie, I was like, I know how to write this movie. This is going to be the coolest I, ending ever. I remember, and then they didn't do that, and I, I, I couldn't understand what was going on. I remember reading before that movie came out that they changed the ending. They did. They, they actually changed the, the ending twice. Originally, the ending was very much like that. Um, it, it, it was more complicated, but the, 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 the Terminator, the um, what's his name, the main character in that movie, whatever. Uh, anyway. Uh, guy who Sam Worthington Sam, Sam Worthington character, character goes in and out of an Australian accent for the whole movie <laughs> yeah um, originally the script was simply uh, Sam Worthington and the guy who plays young Kyle Reese are, are it's like a road trip Mad Max movie of them getting to where uh, uh, John Connor is and then at the end something happens and he kills John Connor I believe that's I, this, it's been a year since I read read about or two years since I read about this. I believe originally he killed John Connor and then some stuff happened and you know something else and then the ending was exactly that where he helps John Connor and then they put John Connor's face on the Terminator and that that is the so, right ending to and that, that to movie. me would make sense too because if that Terminator did that then it makes sense how the Terminators went back in time yeah and how there was a good Terminator because that Terminator figured out like how to be I you know yeah so. I still think Salvation is not a bad movie, but I think no. that it missed an opportunity to make... I mean, even if we saw it coming, I still think it'd be shocking for everybody else and would have made the movie more buzzworthy and would have made more people go see it. So, well, honestly, uh, the Warner worst... Brothers, my phone number, you can email me. I'll, I'll write I, any script for you. I've said this since... I think since before that movie... Since I, before I saw that movie, the worst thing that happened in that movie was Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale came onto that movie and said, I don't want to play a small part, so I want... John Connor to be through this whole movie and they had to write this horrible plot with a with a worse ending uh into that movie where there's there's weird submarine garbage going on and all this like surveillance stuff that didn't need to be there. We just needed like a cool road trip movie where they fought terminators and got to the end and that sound that is the kind of terminator movie. Or I why want. can't they make a terminator a movie terminator. where there's actually the war? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's sort of what Salvation was supposed to be. Yeah, exactly, but it wasn't. No. Like, there wasn't it, Terminators and humans going, like, shooting no. at each other. Exactly. Like, what I saw at the beginning of T2, I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. what else you got for me, buddy? <laughs> uh, well, that's pretty much it, except for the Harold and Kumar trailer. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was going to We talked about that. this a little bit before. Oh, my gosh, Oh, yeah, you know. Classic. I, yeah, it's uh, it's, so it's insane. insane that it's money. I, I could not believe when the trailer started. I was like, "Oh, they're going for that." Like, "Oh, it's a fake." You know, we're pretending like it's a fun Christmas movie, and then it's going to get drugs. Uh, and then they shot Santa in the face, and I <laughs> didn't know what was happening. It was suddenly like those movies. Yeah, you you said before they've always had sort of crazy things happen in them. You know, like riding the cheetah, but they're on drugs when they're riding the cheetah. So I, I give it some leeway. Say that there is no laugh. one on drugs in that scene. What I laugh when you say that because it's so ridiculous, but yeah. so funny. Yeah, no, it is. And then you know, even uh, so, the trailer is money. Even if besides shooting Santa in the face, they go that Neil Patrick Harris is in heaven. 
<laughs> I mean, what the hell? Yes. It starts with <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris in heaven. He insults Jesus. Yep. Uh, and then he comes back. He comes back. But if you've seen the uh, end of Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, yeah. the, at the end of the credits, he gets up and walks away after being shot. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's been... I haven't seen that since I saw it in theaters. And, uh, you know, I, I loved in the, the Harold and Kumar trailer, too, they were describing what happened to NPH, and he, he doesn't know it's happened to him so many times. They have to be more specific on when he was... when he branded a hooker and was shot outside of a whorehouse. <laughs> and they yeah. have all these, uh, you were saying it, meta-references where the guy's pointing at the camera and winking so you can see it in 3D. Yeah. And then... There's a, and even, even beyond that, like, a lot of the... You know, throwing stuff at the camera jokes uh, are are all meta 3D humor. So it's kind of funny that, in a way, it's symbolizing whatever how everybody well how I feel about 3D too is they're just trying to shove it in your face yeah. and you don't want it. And so this movie's kind of winking at it. And right. I'm excited to see it this November. It's the only I Christmas movie too. that I've really wanted to see in a long time. It certainly looks better than that's. I, I know we haven't talked about it. it certainly looks better than Arthur Christmas or yeah. Arthur Claus whatever the name of that movie was what the hell uh, dude but that's not even the worst trailer we saw which we have to talk about this I don't even remember what it's called I gotta one take day? a second no 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 no, no where we day. saw the whole movie in the three four minute trailer well this is true yeah we did we did see the whole and movie I usually like Anne Hathaway because she's cute but um, no the real problem was the trailer with Nick Swartzen oh, for yeah. uh, Bucky Larson Born to be a star. Yep. That is... Uh, I think I feel now the way you felt uh, two weeks ago for Battlefield. Battleship. Where I just... <laughs> I don't even... That was the most appalling thing I've ever seen. I, I can't believe that's a movie. Yeah. Um, I can't... I feel like... There was some article I didn't read this week about uh, Ben Stiller making fake trailers. And I, when it started, I thought that's what it had to be. Any movie where they have... Like giant white chiclets taped to somebody's teeth to make it look like they've got big front teeth. I I can't <laughs> I can't imagine how that's a movie. Well, I, even it's produced by Adam Sandler, and I think <laughs> see I like Adam Sandler, but you know I it, did. A, a lot of his friends are in movies like that where they're just hey I have an idea for a movie, cool, write a script and I'll produce it because I make lots and lots of money. Yeah, and you know have you seen a trailer for that Jack and Jill? Adam yeah. Sandler? What the hell, dude? Well, that's what I'm saying. I used to like Adam Sandler back when he was when he when he was making like you know, some yeah some funny movies like like Funny People, which is half drama, but that and then he was also going over and making uh, Rain on Me and Spanglish and 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 Punch Drunk Love, which are all really dramas and I think really good dramas. Me too. Uh, that he is really good in. I think in, I loved uh, that Adam Sandler. Yeah, in Rain what Over he's been me. doing for the last ten years of like these family comedy or like no, it's like the people who liked him in his '90s movies. Now that they're grown up and having kids, like it's movies for them. I guess mm -hmm. they're it's atrocious. It's some of it, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't agree. You know, and especially someone who in. Rain Over Me, when he's telling the story about how his wife and children died. Ugh. Dude, it broke my heart. Hmm. And you know that he's capable. And even in Punch Drunk Love, which is my favorite Adam Sandler movie, he's so unusual in the movie, and he has so many awesome character tendencies, that I just wish that he'd make a movie like that. Or make a Happy Gilmore again. Yeah. The scene in Spanglish when he... Have you seen Spanglish? Yes, okay. movie. The scene in Spanglish when he finds out that his wife has been cheating on him, he kills that scene. Yep. 
I've like I've never seen that scene in other movies performed as well and the way you know it's it's also a well-written scene like what he's uh the way he reacts is really well written but he does it perfectly exactly i don't like i that movie gets a lot of hate i don't know why i don't know why either that's a fun movie oh not fine on a, it's a good movie i know it is i mean there's yeah, a lot fun. of fun in it but, but that scene is not fun no but you know what i mean he should i mean I, obviously he shouldn't listen to me because he makes so much money but i think he should do you know one of those comedy dramas and then he should go back and doing his sophomore stuff then yeah. do the comedy you know yeah yeah, yeah. Here's the, yeah. if he were if he were doing like even even little Nicky level of comedies. That's I know? think it's his worst movie. Uh, well, have you seen Grown Ups or yeah. uh, Jack and Jill? Well, I, I haven't seen Jack and Jill. So. Uh, yeah, I, I I have to imagine that it. See, I think Little Nicky's worse than yeah uh, than Grown Ups. Grown Ups? Oh, I haven't seen Grown Ups, so uh, and yeah, Little Nicky's bad, but it's uh, Little Nicky's one of those movies that I imagine like other people like, but I'm just not one of them. But anyway, if you were doing. You know that kind of humor, and then he was going off and doing better stuff as exactly. well. I would be okay with it. I'd be like, okay, this is the movie he makes that he makes money that is not for me. And then he he would at least still have some credibility. You know, in even my I mind. still his longest yard I thought was a good movie too. Oh yeah, you know yeah, where he play yeah. it's a remake, but he 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 was fun in it. And so, yeah, it's a, it's at least a decent movie. Yeah, so hopefully I'd like to just go with it. I like Jennifer Aniston too, so maybe that's why I don't mind just go with it. But yeah, oh, I forgot about that entirely. But you know that, so yeah. But I think that's what that movie is because you had Norm Macdonald making movies. You know Nick Swartzen's in almost all his movies, anyways. Oh, Nick Swartzen. And, I, mean, I the, used to like Nick Swartzen. I know the premise of the movie is literally his parents are in porn and he has a small wiener, so he's in. Well, and everyone in like he is from retarded town where yeah. everyone is retarded. Like it's not even. I'm not trying to be mean here. Everyone there is this horrible caricature of like how. In 1985, they imagined what retarded people were like. You know, <laughs> like it was—it's just the and, and, and like they're all in this little town together. It, I, I, yeah, I don't—I don't even know. I'll never see it, so. Oh, but I, they're gonna make me keep watching trailers for it. Yeah. They're gonna make me sit next to my folks and while I watch that trailer, and I'm gonna have to listen to my folks complain about that trailer while I go, "Yeah, it is. The world we live in is just horrible." <laughs> anyway. Mm. That's all of the news I have. Sweet. So I guess we're gonna just gonna go right into in. what have you been watching? What have I been watching? What have you been watching? I games? watched a lot of stuff this week. Me too. Um, uh, I'm just gonna shoot through a few really quick. I finally watched Miller's Crossing, which we we talked about a few weeks ago that I had from Netflix, uh, and I'd seen it before. Was it worth the wait? Um, well, <laughs> that movie is really good, and the truth is because it's a it's a Coen Brothers movie that's also like a like a noir um, gangster, you know, twenties film that should be my favorite Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. but it's not. Um, so it's a little disappointing on that level, but it's still it's a great movie. Um, John Turturro is still amazing in it. Um, I I can't put my finger on what it is that it just doesn't it doesn't snap as well as I I would want. It happens you know. in movies. Yeah, you know, it's and like it's, it's one of their quieter, older movies that it's not like. I, you know, to hold it up to something like No Country for Old Men, which I adore, which is not even written by them, uh, is is unfair. So, yeah. uh, and then the other thing, uh, well, there's two more things I'll talk about. I finally saw Strange Days, which I haven't seen, I've never seen before. It's been on my movie, my list uh, for a long time, uh, which is uh, Catherine Bigelow's 
if not first, it's one of her first movies when she was married to James Cameron. Mm-hmm. It's written by James Cameron. Did she say I'm queen of the world in it? No. Because of Titanic. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, she didn't. Um, but it is where the Fat Boy Slim song, Right Here, Right Now, that song, mm-hmm. the audio, the Right Here, Right Now, is from this movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard it when she said it in the movie, and I was like, that's wait, that's that song. And I went and looked it up online, and sure enough, that's where he got that audio from. Wow. Which was really cool. And I was amazed that I even noticed it. I think it was because when she, when she said it, I immediately had that song stuck in my head. Wow. As simple as that song is. Um, that movie should be better. Yeah. Honestly, I want them to remake Strange Days because I think that somebody else could make a... could take that really cool idea and make a tight script and a well-directed movie. That's... The script... The movie is really dated because it's James Cameron. Yeah. And it's a... Because it's a 90s movie, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't need to be there. There's a lot of, like, you know, nudity and sex scenes that are way too long because mm. they add nothing... You know, yeah. And then there's just like weird little bunny trails, and it. If you've watched a lot of, especially early '90s sci-fi, you know that kind of um, alternative sci-fi. It's it's kind of common for those that not be. Sure. The movie is like two and a half hours long, wow. and it's a pretty simple. The main plot is pretty simple. It's like you know, people can. the The idea is people are putting these things on their heads, and then they can videotape their lives. And then they can take that chip out and put it on the thing that's on your head. And then you can watch and sort of experience that video for yourself. Hmm. And there's it takes that idea and takes it in really cool directions. And there's some neat ideas. It's just not a very fun movie. And the ending is... And it, it's... It, yeah, the ending takes place on um, New Year's Eve, 1999. And mm. everybody thinks... And there's a lot of, like, you know... LA racism stuff going on in the movie and it I don't know it's kind of messy and I'm not I'm not crazy I was disappointed that it was not like this this gem of a dark city that I hadn't seen in a long that I'd never seen um Mm -hmm. you've never seen it I assume no I've I've never even heard of it yeah yeah uh the last thing is I finally started getting into uh Top Gear I've never yeah I've people have been telling me to watch Top Gear for a while and just last weekend, some friends were telling me about it and saying, oh, yeah, what do you, you got to go ahead and watch it. And, you know, it's like 13 seasons long, which is daunting. Um, but even if it's British season, so there are 13 episodes. Uh, but I just started, and I, I basically started in season nine and then got up to one of the first specials, which is a, an episode that's not like, it's not built like the rest of their episodes where they're talking about cars and have a celebrity on or whatever. Um, it's... And the first one I, I got to was they sent the guys, it's these three British guys, yeah. they sent them to Miami, gave them $1,000, and told them to to buy a car instead of rent a car and drive it to New Orleans, and then they would try to sell it in New Orleans and see how much money they could make back. So, And for $1,000 in Miami, you can't get shit. Like, these guys got just the junkiest cars, and then they have to drive them all this way. It's it's amazing. It's it's I, I couldn't believe how entertaining that was. Uh, at one point... They're going into Alabama, so they pull over with paint, and their their mission is to try and get each other killed. So they're writing things like, uh, uh, man love rules, okay, on the sides of their cars, or uh, country music is rubbish. Uh, and at one point, they stop at a gas station and almost get killed. <laughs> the, the owner of the gas station calls the boys, and the boys show up 
like six boys in the back of a tr- really? pickup truck gonna beat the shit out of them and they hauled ass out of there like wipe all the paint off the side of the cars like terrified and leave and drive out of Alabama it was it's amazing uh, and all there's like six or eight specials I've seen almost all of them now a lot of them have to do with go to this country buy a cheap car and drive it across the country and it's they're amazing I you know I have a feeling that next week when I talk about this again when I've watched more of the regular shows it, they won't be as good but I feel like Especially if you are in any way interested in like travel shows, you need to watch those eight or so episodes. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Amazing. Yeah, Top Gear is it's like a fun show. I mean, it is. It's it's okay. I don't like if it's on, I won't sit there and just watch it. But if nothing else is on, I'll watch them because they have they have fun and yeah. I I have a feeling that the rest of the show will be more like something that you know. Yeah, I put on and I, I listen to it and it's cool and some of the guests that I like. But though these the specials, one of the specials they drive. Um, they're they're trying to see if they can be the first people to drive to the North Pole in a car. Uh, you, nobody's ever done it. It's really hard to do, and it's it's amazing. Like I can't I can't even describe. It. It's so good. I feel like I'm gonna have to sit my folks down and watch a couple of these, especially the Botswana one. My mom would love that, uh, and watch a couple of these. Even though you know they're not necessarily into cars or into Top Gear, but they will as a as a like a travel show. They will love. Yeah. I mean. I can't. It was uh, so good. So that's what I've been watching. Cool. Uh, I watched two things. Well, I watched more, but I'll talk about two of them. The first thing I watched, uh, I streamed it on Netflix because when my wife isn't at home, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> and there was a horror movie called Doghouse, and it's a British zombie movie. Oh, yeah, whatever. I like Shaun of the Dead. I'll watch it. And it starts off, and it has kind of the same. I guess tempo where you're introduced to these six not very nice guys where they treat women like crap and and it has kind of a comic book start where this guy was yelling at this girl and he just slept with her and he says well I'm going to hang out with the boys and then he, he turns away and it stops and it draws in around him and it says you know his name Shane and then it does yeah. that for all six characters and they they're talking about how they're gonna go away and have fun in this little sleepy town in england that's you can't talk to anybody and yada 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 and it actually takes a long time to get the movie going and it's okay i mean i don't mind movies like that you know it's a slow burn and so they get to just before they get into town they see this sheep that's all torn to pieces and so they move it off the side of the road and then they start using their cell phones and the other guy takes a cell phone and says you guys this is a party weekend no more cell phones and so it's kind of cool they're setting up that these guys aren't going to be able to communicate with the outside world yeah so he puts in a bag they throw it in the back of the bus they get to the town and the town's deserted and they're walking around and you know the the pub's empty everything's empty and when they walk out there's just some chick walking across the street and it's this they they but she's acting all crazy and an army guy shows up and basically it's a kind of interesting premise where it's this virus that only affects women. So only women are zombies. So it's kind of playing on the fact that these guys treat women like crap and they come to this town where Hmm. all the women there are zombie slash demon kind of things. And they all have these cool characters like the, uh, the hairstylist walks around with scissors to kill people. And there's this huge fat witches brew 
LARP-looking character. <laughs> and the movie actually wasn't too bad. I, I was surprised that I I enjoyed it. Of course, I, I started not enjoying it when they wanted to disc- They started explaining how they got infected with this stuff. Some military... Yeah. That part I didn't care about. I, I actually thought it was an interesting take where it only affects women. And, yeah. So it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. And I, 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 so yeah, if you feel like you're bored and you want to watch some kind of zombie movie, yeah, see Doghouse. Cool. And the other thing I saw this week was the change up with uh, um, Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. How was it? Was it the funniest script you've ever read? Uh, no. Not that you read the script, but that's what Jason Bateman calls it in the, like, you know, not preview, but the thing before the movie. He calls it the funniest script. He was on Arrested Development. He calls it the funniest script he's ever read. It was anyway. funny, though. I, it was. You know, the the one part that I really actually enjoyed about it, um, besides seeing Olivia Wilde naked, but was, uh, I, you see, I don't know if it was her because she it's was not. Yeah. Probably. There was an article online. It's all like, she's almost every chat show she goes on. I call it a chat show because I've been watching British people talk. Every chat show she goes on, she talks about like, oh yeah, no, like they emailed me and said, oh, there was a, like a, a slip where you can see the pasty and we, we, we designed eight CG breasts for you. Pick the one that is most like the real one. See, I think they did that too with Leslie Mann in it. That's no. her name, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Judd Apatow's wife. Because it, I haven't I, heard that. Uh, Cause she's naked in it a lot. But it's almost like, I don't know, it doesn't, this might sound weird, it doesn't look like her body. Mm. Because, like, the boobs are kind of bigger. I don't know. Maybe it is her. I don't know. This but is, it's a weird world to be in. Because, you They're know. They're CGing in breasts. Well, because they started, the first movie I really heard them do that was Machete with Jessica Alba. Yeah. Where she was, she didn't want to be naked. They're like, okay, sweet, put on a green suit, we'll put you in a shower, we'll make you. Well, they, they sort of put her in, like, a, like a flesh-colored underwear sort yeah. of thing. And then just they CG'd out that. Which then, like, they weren't CG'ing in nudity, they were just CG'ing out the clothes, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, I guess, may, or I guess Leslie Mann could be naked, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, the, I think the best part of this, the movie, though, was actually seeing Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman play the char- the characters. Because Ryan Reynolds actually does an amazing Jason Bateman. <laughs> you know how... I don't know how... To, I probably can't do it justice, but... When he does his, are you kidding me? Yes. You know what I mean? And he Ryan Reynolds knocks it down. And what Bateman does really well is he does Ryan Reynolds' delivery cadence. Boom, boom, boom. The fuck you, fuck this. And yeah. so it's kind of funny seeing those talented actors being able to do that that's cool because you know they're two some people might not think ryan reynolds is a good actor but i think he is because he's funny and then he's he's good and buried and oh i still haven't seen that so i think he he, he can act and then jason bateman i think is a good actor too oh of course so having um being able to mimic each other was actually my favorite part of the movie that's cool and because so often those those uh body change movies they don't actually change they're just you know um like uh oh shit what's the one the parent the the freaky, freaky friday. friday yeah the you know the freaky friday ones it's always just like well now she's she's at, the mother's kind of acting like a and she know, dresses but silly the, as far as acting like the other person yeah, yeah you know. so it's cool having two accomplished actors being able to do it because yeah i mean they're really funny in it and you know no offense to Lindsay lohan or anything. yeah none at all but there's there's some scenes that are just really funny and i, I think the movie is really funny but it has the contrived... The one part I didn't like is, 
oh, it's so great being this other person. And then they realize that they want to be themselves again. Yeah, when they have to. But Alan Arkin is Ryan Reynolds' dad in it. He's really funny in it. Oh, cool. Just, um, I wonder if I ruined that. It might be a spoiler. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's in it, and he. Uh, I didn't even know Alan Arkin was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. They should have advertised that because that would have made. Oh, I probably still wouldn't have seen it. But but he has actually a really great scene with Jason Bateman, who's Ryan Reynolds' character, because he wants uh, Ryan Reynolds' character. I always forget their name to go and yeah. speak at his wedding. But Ryan Reynolds doesn't want to because he's a slacker, stoner, uh, actor in softcore porn. It's really funny. And so, uh, he, so, so he invites Jason Bateman's character to talk to him about why, if he can get his son to speak at his wedding. And it's actually a really kind of touching scene. And yeah, But there's Ryan Reynolds acting as Jason Bateman in the softcore porn for Cinemax is really funny. <laughs> My question is, uh, how many running poop jokes were in the movie? Because um, that was the thing that scared me the most. Now, just the one in the trailer you saw where she's pooping. Yeah, the Thai food. Yeah. That's the only one. And then, of course, the baby. But the baby at the beginning is pretty funny. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's the first time in a movie I've ever seen an animated butthole do this, like pulse, and then shoot in Jason Bateman's face. Mm. It's pretty funny. Because mm. there's a little extra part in it that, you know, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah I, just, I just know that when I saw the trailer, there was like, like a, you know, the poop joke that they ended every trailer with. I was like, yeah, okay, I get it, poop. Uh, but then I saw another trailer where there was like a callback to that joke, and I went, "Oh no, is that a running joke in the movie?" Is no, it's only that one poop? moment. Okay, good. And then good actually, I'll, I'll tell you, as ended almost kind of sad because he's obviously Ryan Reynolds at that point, and you know she, he comes in, he's like, "You come in, me with guns hot," you know, and then it, the trailer ends. But the last part, he says, "He says I'm not even attracted to you anymore." You're like, oh. And then the next scene when Jason Bateman as Ryan Reynolds come in, she's crying because, <laughs> you know, she's like, he's not even attracting me anymore. What am I? It's, it's kind of, so it's a oh. little different. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the way that they switch bodies back, do they have to drink out of the fountain they peed in? No. Oh, okay. They have to pee in it again. Oh, well, that's shitty. <laughs> or do a number two. That would have been a. But, but I guess the statue of some Greek goddess of cha- change or. And yeah, there's one of those. Something like that. Yeah. I did not know that until I read a story about it. It's probably a demigod. Yeah. All the interesting ones are demigods. They usually are. Yeah. Thor. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we're just going to go right into it, unless you have a commercial. No, I don't. James, you never have a commercial. But it's okay. We don't need one. I feel like everything we just talked about was a commercial. It was. Go see the change-up. There you go. There's a commercial right there. Okay. Watch who who made that movie? Uh, Fox. Give me some money. <laughs> I held up my hand for those listening and I did give me some money and it was brilliant. Yeah, nothing happened. Nothing there happened. There was no money. Though. But that's pretty amazing because I pimped their movie. Yeah. Anyways, you know what movie we saw? We saw 30 minutes or less. This trailer is way less than 30 minutes. The thing is, Kate makes some pretty questionable decisions. Like like moving to Atlanta. Whatever, why are we talking about my sister? I don't know. You want to have sex with my sister, don't you? Okay, your sister is attractive. Uh, my twin sister? Which is basically like having sex with me? You remember graduation night? We were nailing Tina Scotto. No, I was actually having the best night of my life with your sister. What? You deflowered my sister? And I know all the details? Hello? Hello, pizza boy. Oh. Great mask. 
Oh, another one. The missing link. That's very nice. Get him! Whoa, 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 dude, just take the piece. Oh, man. What do you want? We got a duck. We have nothing left to say to each other. Two guys in masks strapped me and strapped a bomb to my chest, and now I have less than nine hours to rob a bank. You're hysterical. Great joke. What the? Keep your voice down. Is that thing real? And your first thought was to come to a school filled with young children? Get It's a breeze. Run into a bank with a bomb and take all the money and then leave and then go back to work. Don't make a big deal out of it, all right? Painting the guns, painting the guns, painting the guns for the bank robbery. Cause we go in with our plastic guns and the cops will shoot us in our faces. <laughs> so, yeah. Time jokes. Totally, dude. You like how I did that? Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like, especially our, our theater was empty. I feel like we saw, this movie's not going to win the weekend. Uh, I think we saw sort of the underdog, for sure. Oh, yeah, week. for sure. You know, compared to uh, Glee, uh, a Final oh, Destination movie, and The Help, no one is going to see this movie. No. No, I think this movie's fucking not going to do very well. No. But it's a shame, because it's directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland, Zombieland and stars Jesse Eisenberg of Zombieland. And, and it Social has, Network almost won an Oscar last year, yeah. and yet nobody's going to see this. And this movie, sorry, kind of has the same uh, pace of Zombieland, where it's just kind of boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. And it, so, yeah, I mean, basically the premise as it starts out is Jesse Eisenberg is a stoner pizza delivery guy. And I've his, never heard that before. Yeah, his life is going nowhere, and he gets pulled into the situation that he didn't want to be a part of, robbing a bank with a bomb, and you saw that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, he gets a some... A couple of numbskulls get strap a bomb to him to make him rob a bank, and then uh, it all goes horribly wrong. Or right, or right. Some of it goes right. It does. But yeah, no. The, I thought the movie was fun. Like I thought yeah. it was funny, and I, I really enjoyed. I mean, the opening scene where he delivers to those kids, and they're not going to pay him because he was thirty minutes. It was thirty-four minutes, and he tricked him into buying beer. And of course, he wasn't going to buy him beer. He just takes the money in jets yeah which is really funny i want to see uh reuben fleischer make like a real uh car chase movie after yeah because both of the car chases in this movie and the car stuff in the previous in zombie land is all really good yeah um you know especially considering that it's like a junky car like he films very realistic feeling um driving sequences so. i agree and i think he actually has a really cool eye and i've said this twice in podcasts but I love moving camera shots, and then when they're in in this one where he's swooped up from the left high, uh, head, um, why can't I? The the front of your car where the lights come out, the headlights. Headlights. <laughs> on the bad guys, it goes from the left and up to the driver, and then when the next scene was Jesse Eisenberg, and it goes from the right up to the driver. I love shots like that where it just plays with it yeah. because I miss I, you know I miss long establishing shots. One of my favorite shots in any movie is in the very first Dracula. This is 1929, 1930, I don't remember. Yeah. And, you know, not ex- I, I expected a really static camera in that movie. The very first shot is a crane following a tr- carriage of a horse all the way down into town, which I thought was really cool. And that's one of my favorite shots in any movie. Hmm. So I always uh, appreciate shots like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, 
I had fun in the movie. James, did you have fun in the movie? I did, yeah. I thought it was really good. The thing about, uh, I made a joke about him being a pizza boy stoner. I, like, the first time they introduced that, I was like, oh, really, another <laughs> he's a pizza boy movie. But they play it really well, and, and Jesse Eisenberg takes that character and makes you makes you like him. Um, so I, I, they do a good job with what is sort of a cliched uh plot element but uh and he's you know jesse eisenberg's pretty good because in the social network he was a dick yeah and in this movie you liked him a lot Mm -hmm. even though on you know people talk about him and michael Sarah being the same person not at all stupid yeah first of all but uh if anything jesse eisenberg is a guy that can do some drastically different stuff from movie to movie yeah i that's i'm not saying that michael Sarah can't that Michael Sarah plays the same character all the time. He doesn't, but Jesse Eisenberg has does a much better job of always feeling very different. This character to me never feels even like the sort of cliche. No, um, you know, because he got compared to that to Michael Sarah because he did a lot of the sort of awkward, stuttery kind of acting. I don't think he's like that but in this really, movie at all. Like, there's a couple times where he's a little awkward, but that's because it calls for it. He's not yeah. constantly like. But that. I mean, really, he's only that awkward, nerdy guy in Zombieland. You know, and Adventureland. Adventureland, but not as much as Zombieland, I think. Probably not. Um, but, I mean, you have, uh, like, what am I trying to say? In The Social Network, he's as fast-talking. Look how cool I am. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm smarter than everybody else. And he's nothing like any of his other characters in no. movies. Well, that one really is completely... He's a he's brilliant, that movie. Yeah, so... Um, and But, yeah, in this movie, he he's really good, you know, because you do... F- I did. I guess I like too that they never explained that. Oh, he had this huge opportunity and he just wasted his life away. No, he just yeah. goes about his business because that's what he does. He delivers pizzas. He doesn't have like he's a genius and he decided not to do it. He wanted to deliver pizzas because he's flipping off the world or something. And yeah. Uh, and is he's sorry? Is the other guy who's great? Yeah, he's always he's pretty really funny. funny. Yeah. I was I was sad to see that, that that great joke in the trailer where he's painting the gun and singing a song about how they're going to get shot in the face. I was sad that that was the whole shot. Yeah, me like too. There wasn't more of that song because that was the thing that... I already improvised that, though. Oh, really? Yeah. It. I, I would assume so because it, it's, you know, it played really well. Actually, my favorite moment with him was his introduction in the car- in the movie where he's sitting in the passenger seat and his eyes are just wide. And you're like, what the yeah. hell is he doing? Yeah. And he's getting a blowjob oh, out of... No yeah, word. That was weird. <laughs> With Jesse Eisenberg that whole just looking scene at him was just weird. Beer. Yeah, yeah. His yeah, eyes yeah. were. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, it's a good movie. And Danny McBride and uh, Nick Swardson play the the sort of bad guys who have yeah. have a ridiculous. They're, they're insane characters because their plan is convoluted and stupid. Yeah, it has like it doesn't in any way make logical sense as to what they're doing. Um... Uh, it, it was good. I, I liked it. You yeah. know, it's the same problem that you guys had as far as horrible talking bosses. about comedies. Yeah. yeah, it's but, like well, so you you, yeah, you just pick the you know the parts you like. I also like the uh, the Mexican hitman. He was great. Yeah, his uh, this has been a great year for pimps. Yeah, his what did he call it? My impatient face was yes. just hilarious. He just closed his eyes. He just closed, he just closed his, his eyes and had no expression, yeah. and that was his impatient face. <laughs> it was really funny. that was great. And oh, his, what was his name? Uh, what was his name in that movie? I don't know. Well, I, I think it's Michael Pena is his... Yeah, Michael Pena as Chango. Chango. It's the name of the character. 
Oh, uh, yeah. No, he, he steals every scene he's in. And it's he, really great. It is funny. And, you know, I love the little... The, the scene in the bathroom where he's talking about how his mom told him he was a pimp. Yeah. That was great. Oh. With, uh... I, I love when Jesse Eisenberg and Aziz and... How do you say his name? Aziz Ansari. Aziz, yeah. Uh, where he's talking about, do you see how I turned that gun sideways when I was holding it? <laughs> <laughs> All the, the, the... When... Uh, spoilers. At some point, there is actually a bank robbery scene. Great. Yeah, really great. Bruce. Some um, some really imaginative imaginative stuff. The thing with the gun, uh, the thing with Sandra. That yeah. whole little little joke. We're not friends anymore. It was great. It was really <laughs> it was really creative. And I yeah, uh, it's you know it's not like I I don't think at the end of the year I'm going to call it the best comedy of the year. It's not a lot of like jokes per minute if you wanted to examine it that way. Um, but I think but it's more it, of the performance of the actors. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? I think it's a a well told, fun story that um, is just good. The interesting thing is that it's based on a true story. Really? Yes. In which the guy strapped at the bomb blew up. It's yeah. It comes. I, I think by based on like the guy who wrote it uh, read the article about this sort of thing hap- happening and the guy dying. And then was like, oh, well, you could make a comedy out of that, <laughs> uh, I guess. Um, but yeah, the original story, the guy dies. Oh, sad. Yeah. No, it's horrible. But yeah, I guess you find inspiration in the weirdest places. You do, yeah. But every now and then I would be, I, I would, I would be reminded of that during the movie and go, this is weird. Yeah, you know, I'm is- watching that movie too, I, you know, going back to the trailer you mentioned with Nick Swartzen. I think if he's a supporting character, he's probably works better. Oh yeah, because I don't know. Because even in Grandma's Boy, I I like him in that because mm-hmm. he's like a man child. Or in the Benchwarmers. In the Benchwarmers, you know, he kind of just if he stays in the background every once in a while, Reno nine one one. Because he's so big, he plays yeah. everything very, um, yeah, very broad. And so, if if he's the main character, I don't think it'll work as well. I liked his karate kicks too. Oh yeah, show him the kicks. <laughs> that was great. Ah. Uh. Oh, I have to say that they gave a shout out to my one of my favorite film series. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth was in it. They did, and they were raping Jason basically. <laughs> Watching it in three D, Friday Thirteenth uh, Part Three is mentioned in it. Oh, uh, yeah, in three with with like Friday the Thirteenth glasses. Yeah, they yeah, come with glasses. if you buy the deluxe version of Friday Thirteenth Three. Oh. Those come with it. I is it not, in three D? You can get it, it is. To get it still in. Oh, because it's not. It's red and green three D. So you yeah, can just watch it. In exactly. You know, I don't. I only own it in. I don't have the three D glasses, but I own a version of it. And I miss that kind of three D because literally, I was reading an interview with the guy who did it, and he he still goes. He people still go to him for three D huh. because back then, you know, they didn't have the computer stuff where you could just you know make it come at you yeah and so he was talking about that what he had to do is there's a part in friday 13th part three where this dude literally holds up a eyeball and holds it to the screen and what they have to do is they light it super bright behind him and so when so that's super bright and then when it comes in it's darker so that element that comes at you stands out because it's so bright behind there Hmm. and he said it was really hard for him to make that movie because Friday Thirteenth takes place at dark at night, and yeah. so you don't. He'd have to find tricks because he went from Jaws 3D to Friday the Thirteenth 3D. Jaws 3D, which I think Jaws 3D was one of the most expensive movies made at that at time. time. Yeah, so, so it's so it's kind of cool. Yeah, Jaws 3D. Yeah. Oh man, that movie is not good. Have you seen it? Yes. Ah, oh, Bill Paxton. Yep. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. Oh no! Yeah, not Bill Paxton. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. 
uh, that it's a shame. Because I'm even one of those guys that I kind of like Jaws too. Yeah, Jaws too is alright. I like Roshider, so. Yeah. Uh, he's dead. Well, yeah. That's sad. He's a good actor. So is Robert Shaw. Yeah, but he was an too. alcoholic. He was. This is completely off topic, but there was a story Steven Spielberg told recently about... This is not a good story. I shouldn't repeat this story. But uh, the first day of shooting on, on Jaws was the um, Show Me the Way to Go Home Indianapolis mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I read, I heard that interview too. And he... Uh, Showed up inebriated. Yes. Well, because they're supposed to be drunk, and so and Robert Shaw was no- sort of notorious for being an alcoholic. So he said, like, hey, do you mind if I have a couple drinks first? Because then that way it'd be more like I'm really drunk. Well, then he just got really drunk. And yeah. the day was kind of a wash. Like it's, I think they sent him home halfway through the day and they got a few more shots, but not a lot. The first in a notoriously cursed shooting for Jaws. Um, and he called Steven Spielberg the next day and asked if he, ins- if he embarrassed Steven. Not, he wasn't concerned about himself and what yeah. he made himself look like. He was just concerned that he embarrassed Steven and made things bad for him. Uh, which, which they're already kind of is a is a half sad half kind of touching story it is I miss Robert Shaw anyway yeah. but back to 30 minutes or less 30 minutes or less is a good movie it is a good movie yeah and too bad it's I mean we're what one of eight people in that theater yeah so yeah. I don't know if but you know what it's the same thing I think what you said about Scott Pilgrim is you know they'll make more movies those guys will make more movies and it, I think yes, this movie that's will true. it's not a movie that's going to hurt anybody no I think it's a movie that actually will probably get a big cult following mm-hmm. when it comes out on video yeah it'll make its money back on DVD I don't know how much it costs but it probably wasn't much that's a, the, the nice thing about comedies I mean this movie's got a couple of like CG shots in it but it certainly not doesn't look like it's expensive um, not at all I mean they had yeah uh so yeah, it'll make its money back on DVD. Um, no, there's no there's no budget on Box Office Mojo, uh, so it'll do fine. Yeah, and like you said, nobody's gonna suffer from this movie uh, because it's fun. And you know, you actually, if you watch it, you know, there's some really good performances in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> and the movie's really short. Like, I, I was surprised how fast yeah. it went by. Like an hour and 20 minutes, basically. But it doesn't feel like, you know, when it was done and we got out of there, yeah, it, it was Well, I mean, really they short, told but the it didn't story, feel, you know? Yeah. It felt like there was a lot of stuff happening, and they did it. Yeah. I mean, compared to everything else that's out this weekend, it's, I think it's... Well, I would like to see the help, but... But it's help's not technically this compared, weekend since it opened on Wednesday. This is true. It opened so, on Wednesday. So... so uh, you can compare that with my compared wife. Compared to Final Destination and Glee 3D, the movie where there's no story... There's no question. Go see this movie. <laughs> yes, go see Thirty Minutes or Less because yeah. it's funny, and you get to see them say, um, "I'm going to fuck Jason in his hockey hole," which is you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they're actually up there mimicking fucking Jason while Jason oh. is in a barn looking for people to kill, which is really funny. You know, it wouldn't even make like if they were standing up there with even with the 3D glasses on, it wouldn't look like Jason was in front of them. It's not a hologram. <laughs> Those guys are insane. They are. All right, and their plan doesn't does it work or does it not? Who knows? You'll have to go see Thirty yeah, Minutes or Less. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie, so you kind of know how it ends. Oh, uh, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't know how it ends. Ah, <laughs> stay through the credits. Stay through the credits. But you should always say thank the credit. You should. So yeah, sorry our review this week isn't very long. It's just I can't. It's hard to describe a comedy without ruining all the big set pieces. Yeah. And just know that the movie's fun, and you should go see it this weekend because everything else is shit. Indeed. 
So next week we're probably seeing Conan the Barbarian. Would be my guess. Uh, yeah, unless you want to see uh, Fright Night. But I, probably... I, I do want to see Fright Night. Like I said before, because it's written by Marty Knoxon, who wrote Buffy episodes. Yeah. So I mean, I want to see it, but you know what? Maybe we'll put up another poll, and we'll put the right movies up this week, <laughs> and people who listen to the show can go on to our Facebook page and vote for it, and we will see the movie you vote for a lot like this week because yeah. you wanted to see Thirty Minutes or Less. We saw 30 Minutes or Less. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad oh, we did. Oh, One Day comes out next week. Oh, I will not so see that might, because I already saw it in the trailer. We might, we might see that because there's lots of romance and um, and there's pretty people who yeah. have sex and then complain about it. Yeah. But it's PG-13 well, sex. I'm suddenly so lear- yeah. I'm oh. suddenly learning that that joke about um, Friends with Benefits kind of works with every romance movie lately. Yep. Anyway. So we'll figure out what we're going to watch next week. Yeah, so... Until then, I'm Ryan, and next to me is... James. And thank you so much for listening. And you can follow us on realnerds.tumblr.com. You can send us emails, realnerds at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. So yeah, make sure you hit us up, send us comments, and thank you for voting for which movie we should see. We'll be putting up that this week so you can decide for us again because we don't like making decisions and send send us an email especially this week make brad feel like feel better yeah brad feel better because you know the show's it's empty without you there's a chair next to me it's empty yeah that's brad's chair. i'm not gonna sit in that chair i saw sierra fall over in that chair once yeah i'm afraid of that chair uh who just fell oh actually laura sat in it she's like oh i broke it again i said again and i guess evidently it's held together by duct tape oh that's why I don't sit in that chair. Fat kids don't sit in those chairs. No, that's why me and James are sitting on my couch. Yep. Not next to each other. There's a well, space next be- to each other. There's a space in between. It's not like he's holding me. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hey, get out of here. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>